Welcome back to the Homeschooling Made Easy podcast. We are your hosts. Dr. Fred Ray Libran is the creator of the independent homeschool website, courses, and YouTube channel. My name is Karen, and I am a current homeschooling mom of six children with a homeschooling YouTube channel called Our House. Welcome. If you would like to submit your questions to be featured on a future show, please email them to homeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, so now we have another math question, similar math question. How to know when your child is ready for math facts? A parent wants to know, she thinks this would be really helpful if you can answer it. And also, is it okay for them to just memorize if they are not fully understanding the concept? So she's talking about maybe a five, six-year-old, and you give them a stack of, you know, division, multiplication, flashcards, and they don't even understand what this means, but they're memorizing it. Thoughts on that, if it's a good thing or a bad thing? So tell me what you think. Let's get into a debate here, because I have a very weird view on this. I know I do. I have a very strange I'm curious view. to hear it. Okay, and, I thought, so and I thought of a way to explain it, and Jody said, yeah, that's good. Do that. So Okay. I struggle with this thought myself. And so I have a course, you know, the RC course for littles, and I use raise arithmetic. And basically what I do is just I take an abacus, and I just show them, this is what one plus one means. You get two. Oh, okay, they get it. Then we do like addition flashcards. This is what subtracting means. You two beads, you take away one. Oh, okay. So I just try to show them and, you know, I show them multiplication and I show them division. So they just visually see what they're doing. And then I gave them flashcards and they memorize them. So nothing, nothing fancy, nothing special. That's just how we've done it lately. But I don't know. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. This is sort of what, uh, and, and by the way, I, I've got to tell you, uh, different children have different aptitudes for some of this stuff. Yes. So like, um, I don't know if you know this, but the studies I've seen suggest, for example, that 20% of children can learn to read without you teaching them how. Right. Yes. You know, I and I, I was one of those. I came in and because I had an older brother kind of showed me some of the code or whatever. And I kind of figured out and I came in reading one day, just I yeah. took it and started reading. So with some of this math stuff, you, you, you've got to be cautious uh, about uh, one size fits all. So, you know, you're just going to have some of your children that are going to catch on faster uh, than others. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's a processing issue or a way they follow it in their head. You know, some of the dyslexic stuff, some of it's just simply how they file it. It's not really about uh, the dyslexia per se, but they're trying to do it the way other n normal people would do it. And if you can free them up to remember it how they want to, uh, they do a lot better. So it's yes. a thing. So, so here's, uh, you know, I think what you're doing is dandy. It helps them understand it. Um, However, I would say if you back up a step, I, I just ask a simple question. Um, how important is it for a child to understand the alphabet when they're learning it? To understand as in the sounds that they make or how it works with reading words? No, just the alphabet. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, or A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Understand. I just want them to know what the sound is, right? Exactly. Learning the sound. Exactly. It's not important for them to understand at all because those are the building blocks. So this comes out of classical 
education, right? Right. So in the, in the classical model, you remember the three stages? Yes. The, is it memory or memorization or logic or dialogue? I don't know. You're yeah, close. something like that. So there's the data stage then the logic stage and the rhetoric stage. Rhetoric stage, yes. So, so the data stage is roughly up to about 10 years old. And in that stage, they just like to memorize stuff. Yes. And, and they're good at it and they can memorize. And then the logic stage of trying to put things together, right? right? So they're starting to argue with you and try to make sense of things, roughly around 10. Uh, and that, you know, starting up. And then rhetoric is how you use stuff with other human beings, how you communicate right. clarity and stuff like that. So, so if you understand that model, um, it's also how you learn any subject. So in any subject, you have to learn the basics, you know, the, the basic pieces, and then you see how they fit together. It's similar to what we've talked about with math problems and reading and, and then how you use it, how you communicate with it. So like when, when I studied Hebrew, what they had us do first as like two days or something, but you just had to write all the Hebrew letters over and over and over and over and over and over and over, you know, like a hundred times or something just to learn them because yeah. there is no meaning. There's no way to explain what an Aleph or Bet, or, you know, Samic or any of these are. There's, there is no meaning. It's just a shape. But once you get the shape down, you've memorized it. So memorizing itself uh, doesn't have to have understanding with it. It's just memorizing. And what we're caught doing is thinking we need to, they need to understand math in order to make sense of it and do it. But, but it's not true. What, what, you're, what I would argue that you're wanting to do with math facts is you simply want the kids to learn them. And, and here's the danger with, with some kids. If, if they start doing the, um, what'd you hold up? Three divided by 33? Yes. Right? So they start thinking they might run it in their head if they know division a little bit, three, three, one, and then, oh yeah, it's a one. Or I've seen them count, you know, with their fingers when they start trying to figure out things. Four minus three, four yes. minus one, two, three is one. Uh, that's all thinking. That's not memory. You know, right. that's like when you know somebody's name, you just know it, right? Right. You know, you know my name. Yes. Do you have to think about my name? No. Yeah, but sometimes with people that you've just met, you learn, oh, what's their name? Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, That's like a popular sales thing, right? Thinking of something that picture. you can then recall yep. their name. Right. Yeah. Her, Muffy, and I imagine her wearing earmuffs on her head. <laughs> Is Muffy a name? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the, um, yeah, so, so, this this distinction between memorizing and understanding, I would I would make it a clear divide because when a child, in in my understanding, learning is about speed of access. So yes. if it takes you a while to try to remember my name, you haven't learned it yet. Uh, with those uh, math facts, when they've learned them, right, right, three, three times seven is twenty one. It's not a. Um, let's see, seven times two, I know it's 14, another one, four, six, gets up to 21 left, or 21. That's, uh, that's thinking, that's not men, that's not learning. You know, it's funny, because I have this too. So years ago, I had taken this approach, where I don't know if you have heard of this, where it's uh, math the fun way. 
and they stories. I want to write a book. Hey, the fun way to argue with everyone. This sounds great. So yeah, math the fun way, and it has these little stories to remember multiplication facts. You know, like when it. So let me see it. Eight. Okay, so see, three higher. times eight equals twenty-four. No, a little. Take it higher so I can read the words. Oh, okay. There's Thank the you. little rhyme to remember. When it's three times X, three is a bat who flies into the cave and finds <laughs> the king of snakes on a throne. Okay, maybe that's a tough one. But there's one like no, uh, four no, by it's, four. No, it's, it's not a tough one. It's all they're doing is what I do in my memory course. I'm teaching you how to generate a way to pull up recall. Yes, like here's one, four times four, 16. You have to be 16 to drive a four by four. So, you know, I was doing something like this, but then I saw one of your videos where you said, this is an unnecessary step because you're having to recall this story to then recall the math fact when right. you could take a shortcut and just memorize the math fact. Right. right. I'm too lazy for that. <laughs> Why not just remember four times four? Is it, could 16. it be possible that for some children it's easier to remember? Maybe they're more visual that they remember the story with the four by four than to just remember numbers on a flashcard. Could it be easier for some children? Well, the way we use mnemonics, that's what that is, yes. is a bridge to learning it. So the end result is the issue. So what's the end result of knowing your math facts? Completing math problems. Knowing the, well, the, well I'm sorry. Problems. I'm sorry. That's, that's what you do with them. But when we say you, I wasn't clear. When, when we say you finished, you, you know your math facts. What do we mean? You have them memorized. Yeah, that means that you can say them. You, you yes. can do them like that, right? Yes. Um, even even um, eight times eight is 64. It is a longer process to remember it if you always think eight times eight fell on the floor, you pick them up and you have 64. See, <laughs> you know that one? Yes. Yeah, so we have a rhyme and the rhyme's fine as a bridge if that's what they're doing. Most kids, if you give it to them, just like the process of memorizing their brain will kind of figure out how to do it they, they like it enough they may you know you have issues with children all the rest but in general they just like to memorize stuff it's what this that data stage thing but in the final analysis if they still need the tool they hadn't learned it if they still need the mnemonic they hadn't learned it if they still yes, have to I think agree. about the abacus they hadn't learned it so getting in your mind what the end game is, it's instant recall. It's speed of access, just like that. Um, by the way, everybody should learn to snap really well because it really helps straighten children up when you can't stop <laughs> phone or whatever. Um, yeah, so, so in, in doing math facts, that's what I'm saying, that if you understand that end game, what you're going to find is there are going to be a lot of them that they can just learn. Two times three is five, or I mean, two, two plus three is five, or two times three is six, or whatever it is that they can right. just learn. And then out of that, it's kind of like spelling words. There are a lot of words they'll just spell right, and but then they're going to have a list that are going to be a problem. So that problem list is what you'll narrow down to. And if you want to use mnemonics and all that's fine. The danger is if you get them counting or using the mnemonic and they hold on to it. In the course of time, it's going to be a problem. It'll still slow them down. 
what was that nursery rhyme? What was the thing? You know, I'm just eight. And I didn't know that you have to be 16 to drive something. And I've got to learn what a four by four is or a, you know what I mean? So I got, yes. I got a lot of stuff. I got to know about now why 16? Well, learner's permit at 15. Oh, so after learner's permit, you got a driver's license, a four by four is something for all freight. Something about a mountain was in there going up or down. Oh, uh, and so where did they learn all that? And that's the funny thing. Your kids know, amazing things just ask them they know about people and things and vocabulary and other stuff none of which they use mnemonics for they just learned them right they just memorized so them what do you think it is though about flashcards that just makes some kids just shut down and think i can't memorize them i can't do it i think there are two things uh okay. one is um uh it's boring it can turn out to be boring. So it's not, they don't feel challenged or it's hard or something like that. The other right. thing is the child is trying to train you to not do a good job teaching. <laughs> yes. We've talked about that in another yeah. show. I remember. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the child is trying to train you to back off, do tricks, come up with mnemonics, fret about it and all the rest instead of just learn it. Yes. And, and, and part of the problem we probably do with math facts is um, spend too much time on them without breaks. So there are studies out there of like learning any new skill. Mm -hmm. If you practice five minutes a day on something, uh, your progress is going to be much greater than up to three hours one time a week. Really? Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing what, a little bit at a time. Well, imagine a name, you know, if you practice name one time a week to remember it compared to every day you thought about that person's name and face, well, you'll own it. You know, it's usually seven exposures. So in a week you're going to have it. It doesn't take that long. So even if you chunked off math facts and, and broke it up, even if they did it several times in a day, but just not sitting there until their brain's exhausted on it, you know, right. most, most of the literature says that our, Optimum study period for any subject is about 25 minutes. If it's hard stuff, uh, there's about a 25 minute clock that we start shutting down. If you can give them 25 minutes, take a five minute break, another 25 minutes. There can be exceptions, but even readings that way, you know, you get to a place in reading and you're just having to make yourself kind of read. You might get excited and get towards the end, like a movie or something. You can't break away because the curiosity right. is so strong. Uh, but for the most part, that's not the game. It's, it's, uh, they get tired, they get exhausted, you break it up. But, but the end game is for them just to memorize it, just to simply right. memorize it. If they've got five of them that they're having a hard time, uh, here's what I would do. I'd hand them the five cards and say, go memorize them. Just keep them with you all day long. Whatever you need to do, memorize them and come back and show me when they're memorized. And chances are that kiddo is going to figure out how to do it because part of education is them learning how their own brain operates. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I uh, learned somewhere along the way about spelling and memory. And I talked about this memory course that I got to where what I call an organic mnemonic is not trying to create a contrived thing where a four by four and age 16 
is when you can drive it and you know all that yes you're it's kind of contrived it's fine it can work but it's contrived what i try to do is ask my brain well how would you think about it so i remember the word implement i kept spelling with an i you know i m p l i implement yes uh -huh. And I got so tired of misspelling it. And so I asked my brain, I said, well, how would you remember it? And my brain said, I don't know. It sounds French to me. So like le implement. <laughs> and so the L-E, and I, from then on, I L-E. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, re I remember my father-in-law, um, he was highly dyslexic. And he had a real, he told me one day, he said, I'd, I've never been able to straighten out AM and PM on a clock, yes. morning, AM and PM. So I got thinking about it and I thought, let's see, what's a natural way to do that? And so I went back to him. I said, Hey, you know, a comes before P doesn't it? He said, yeah. And I think we usually think morning comes before night. And he said, yeah. And he never had a problem from then on. Right. Yeah. So, so people figuring out maybe with a little help or on their own ways to do it. So even your kid, how would you go about remembering this? How would you remember this four times? That's a four. good question. Yeah. I don't think I've ever asked my kids that. I'm going to do yeah. that. You ought to go through the memory course. I talk about this in there. Yes. I'm going to so, go do that. And, I, and this topic fascinates me. I paid for college partly by teaching people how to memorize stuff. So I've been working on this for a long time, mostly because I'm lazy. I just, <laughs> you know, I just want to remember it instead of spending all this energy trying to figure out how to recall it or writing all these notes or something. Well, I, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I know some, a lot of parents ask, well, how long should we be working on math facts for? Because typically it's two hours of math. Does that mean they should be doing two hours of math flashcards? But what you're or saying a, if, or a how year old <laughs> or like a six year old, let's say, for example, I'm going to get a six year old <laughs> to spend two hours working on their math. I would if I were six, I would intentionally not remember it just to pay <laughs> you back for torturing me. <laughs> But you know what you said, it kind of reminds me of the whole law of diminishing returns. After a certain point, forget it. It's just not going to go in anymore. So just do 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes, or make it engaging, fun in some way. The uh, RC course of study I was just reading, you know, you, you use a timer and you try to get your best time. That makes it. That's fine. Fun. Timing can do it. Yeah. Um, we, we, it's funny, my daughter, Laura, here's a odd thing in this. She, um, our kids did a program called a WANA or WANA's yes. club. So it's a Bible memorization. So they're in it in our church. And by the time they finished it, they'd memorized like 750 verses. Yes. So at one point I was helping Laura, uh, do her verses. So she tells them to me. So she's ready to repeat them there and you can get awards and medals or whatever. You're right. Yes. So, so I was sitting there going, she did one right, she did another one right, she did another one right. And then I don't know what happened, but I dropped them. And I picked them up and reorganized them right. Then I'd say the verse and they were out of order and she couldn't do them. That little girl had memorized them uh, verbally. Yeah. In some sequence. <laughs> so she wasn't really technically learning them. It was just the right. next answer. So, and you can imagine that if you lined up your math facts in a certain way and, and then you gave them to me and just gave me the answers, I could memorize all the answers in order, but now I'm dependent right. on you doing them. That's not what we're talking about. These things need to stand alone, right? Right. 
Well, then too, some parents say, okay, maybe they did a whole bunch of cards. They did a stack. They moved on, moved on, moved on, moved on. By the time they get to the end, they go back to the first deck of cards and they don't know them. So what right. happened there? Right. It wasn't really memorized. Well, it was, uh, there's a relationship between short-term and long-term memory. Yes. So, you know, I have uh, codes. I'll have to sign into a site and they'll send me a code on my phone. Yes. And so I'll say it because I got to type it in for my bank or whatever. So it'll be uh, 1786349. And I'll say it out loud. And that hangs in the air for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I can type it up. I still hear myself saying it so I can type it in. But in a few minutes, I wouldn't remember it. I don't care right. to. So you can do a short term <laughs> memory game that isn't. So let's be clear. We want this into long term memory, right? right. Not yes. short term memory. And that takes review and whatever goes on their brain. But it's to where they know it. Like in the middle of the night, you should be able to go in the room, wake them up. <laughs> And ask them six times seven or something, you know? and they so spit with, it out. So with your daughter, what did you do? Did you take a different approach with memorizing the Bible verses from then on? Yeah, we started. You have to mix them up, honey. <laughs> you got to know First Thessalonians. Something goes with these words, you know. Yes. It's just not the next one in order. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's really good. So. To answer the question, do they need to understand the concept, concepts in order to memorize the math facts? Does it matter? Uh, and I would say um, by the end, it shouldn't matter. If you want to use, understand the concept on the way to it, but it's not necessary. Honestly, it's not necessary because okay. in the final result, you want them to be able to spit it out without thinking. If they're caught up thinking, counting, doing a mnemonic, doing a nursery rhyme, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they still haven't learned it. Uh, not what I mean by speed of access so they can use it in math and it's never a problem. So if you use it as a bridge, fine, but I'd say be careful because if they keep doing it that way, it's a problem. I mean, right. look, if I taught you um, the, the key to having a happy marriage is to get up every day and say, boobla, boobla, sesame, boobla. Okay? Okay. That's just key. If you'll say it in the mirror, standing on your left foot, okay? Left foot, mirror, boobla, boobla, sesame, boobla. Okay? Okay. Do you really have to know why? Let's pretend it works. Like, really? I mean, you turn on the computer, do you really know how it works? I mean, you really need to understand, yeah. don't you? All the nature of the electrons moving around and what the fan's there and why they cool the chip down and what the finance chip is compared to this, what a motherboard is and how the pieces work together and this relay of circuits and all the rest and what boots up. And then the ones and zeros all caught up in the subsystem, you know, whether it's Windows or Apple uh, 10 or whatever it is. And then, all really? No. No, no. <laughs> it's just, you try it. Turn Bubla, it on. Bubla, yeah. sesame, bubla. Okay. So it's just memorizing and, and memorizing is just the ability to recall stuff and it can be nonsense stuff. I mean, songs are nonsensical, you know, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yeah. There's, I don't have any meaning to it, but I can remember it. Ta-da. Yeah. So I would say the end game is for them to remember it 
recall it uh, instantly without any prompts. That's the goal. So make that the goal. And if you find adding that stuff in between is really helpful, that's fine. But I would start with seeing if they couldn't just remember it. Right. Like, I don't know, boobla, boobla, sesame boobla, right? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, right? Yes. So, and that's what we're doing with memory all the time. What's the speed limit? Now well, you figure it out. Um, which side of the car? How does it buckle? How does this? How does that? Whatever. We're memorizing. We're, humans are uh, amazing machines at remembering stuff. In fact, my memory's so good, I remember things that didn't even happen, you know? <laughs> yeah. So we can make up stuff as well. But uh, I would say if you find that helpful and your child finds it helpful, but it's not necessary. They're going to understand math. I think even in the course of time up through really getting into advanced math more around 12, 14 or so, my conviction is they don't have to understand it. Uh, I'm in a super majority minority here, but I, I don't get the point um, that if they can just do it, they're in good shape and eventually it kicks in. This is how we learn languages. We learn words and we start playing with it and we talk. And we really don't know how to think in it or whatever, but at some point there's something called assimilation that kicks in and then we can think in that language. These things just go in steps and what you're doing with language learning is you're just learning words, you know? Um, you know, hola means hello. Why? Oh, well, in the romance languages, it's similar to, actually we made up hello. It doesn't come from Latin. You know, so it was just an adaptation of hola, you know, however they did it. Other words are not that way. So you can, uh, amore, you know, so amorous or whatever, you can have roots and all the rest. You really need to study all the roots or you just need to know amore is love. Right. I think it's love, something like that. Um, yeah. So uh, a lot of this is just simple memorization. And we are, remember, I like to use that word, we're over complexificating things. Yes. Just learn it, right? <laughs> yes. I think we answered all the math fact questions that could be related to this. But if you out there still have questions on the math facts, then please email us at homeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com and we will go through it in another episode.